0: what's happening everybody welcome to another glorious tuesday this week fresh off a nice long weekend hope everyone had a great fourth of july i know tim and i sure did we get into some of that in this episode as well start with a little quick weekend recap and uh today for current events i talk about more of our streaming services we've uh been getting into everyone else who's starting to provide that service on their own and Netflix might be in a little bit of trouble, so we're going to get into that. i talked talk about a good R.O.E. Uh, from my dad over breakfast the other day, uh, and it was just a, a good affirmation in, in what I chose to do with my life that uh, him and my mom are, are happy for and about, uh, and then finish off with book talk, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. We're going to talk about a little bit of breathing. And uh, Tim, take us there. What you got for us? Yeah,
1: so Amazon gets some bad news about liability claims regarding the products on its website. And a appeals court ruling in Pennsylvania may affect the way Amazon interacts with the third parties that sell products on their website. So we'll get into that. Uh, we also talk about a company from the United Kingdom called Pagegen, which designs smart sidewalks that use kinetic energy to power manufacturing plants. So we'll talk about that very interesting company Um, in real life experience. I talk about my Colorado experience this past week, the 4th of July, uh, what it did for my uh, mental state and just plugging away from everything else, uh, which was good. And then for book talk, I end on an article I read in Harvard Business Review magazine uh, revolving around an interview with the CEO of Ford, Jim Hackett, and he talks about three things. Uh, that are important to keep in mind when you're offering a product or service and i talk about how the things i learned from that how it's going to help me with my job so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode episode 66 enjoy your tuesday
0: so you were in uh... You were in one of my favorite places for the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Out out west in the mountains. Yeah. Denver, all, getting after it. All last week. Yeah. how? Uh, talk to me about that. Did you leave on Wednesday, is when you took off? Left on Monday. Left on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Excuse me. I wanted to take the whole week. <laughs> Excuse baby. me.
1: Someone did it right. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So I spent like half the week in like downtown Denver, uh-huh. seeing some stuff. I went and got artsy with it and saw the art museum. Oh, mm-hmm. someone likes their art. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guilty. It's so funny to go into a museum because you have those people in each room that are like are volunteers for the museum uh-huh. and are there like supervising and it's so like deathly quiet in there and I was like leaning in to look at a picture and I was I like crossed the little line thing <gasps> and the person behind me was like, Hey, you need to get back. And it scared the living daylights out of me because it was just deadly quiet, and the person like spoke it like a normal voice, which is loud for that kind of room. Yeah, and I just I'm like, oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, but, yeah. snipers
0: <laughs> ready in the building across, ready to take your <laughs> knees out, cause
1: yeah. So it was good. So I spent half the week downtown Denver. Went up to Estes Park, which is like northwest of downtown Denver, like okay. up, up in the mountains, which is where the wedding was. Okay, by... I've
0: not spent time in Estes Park.
1: Yeah, so it's. A lot of those towns, like like Beaver Creek and all the towns in the in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Okay. So my friend from high school got married, and it was just a, it was a beautiful week, man. Going up Sweet. there and seeing the mountains, staying up at the venue because the venue was like a reception hall slash like a bed and breakfast slash like they had a bunch of cabins that you could rent out, uh-huh. and stay there for the week. So that's what we did uh, for the rest of the week, and it was just good being out there. And it, this ties into my real life experience and. Just the fact that I didn't get good reception up in the mountains, which was perfect. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I just felt, like, so recharged. And though I was, like, tired, like, walking through the mountains and did a lot of walking, uphill stuff, and I was exhausted, but I came back from the trip just feeling so energized because I I just felt, like, so close to nature, so one with nature. And everywhere you looked, there there was a mountain and played one of the coolest golf courses I've ever played. So.
0: Well, like, whenever I'm out there, I'm like, man— so much of this is not made by man right like when I'm when I got there when the snow and I'm, we're riding mountains and get on the top and you know you're, you're strapping in and then I just I always take a second I pause my music I take a look I'm like aside from my gear and the chair lifts, like man didn't touch any of this mm-hmm. like it's amazing it, it's incredible yeah and, and you just it makes you think like this is out here Mm-hmm. We're used. everyone is used to whatever state you live in you're used to your environment your scenery your whatever mm-hmm. your, your day in and day out stuff and then out there it's just like you let everything stop right you let it all stop it's just a, a weird atmosphere it's a weird thing to, to try to describe but and you know maybe for someone it's not the mountains or it's some other type of scenery maybe for someone it's surfing but everything stops mm-hmm. and it's just like let me just take in this picture-perfect moment where a picture doesn't do it any justice.
1: Right. And that's what what me and my friend Sebastian, who I went on the trip with, we kept on saying, like, I wish we could actually communicate to people back home, like, like what this feels like. Because it's it's amazing. And for the stuff that was made by man, I was impressed by, like, all the houses I saw. Mm Because I I always, like, try to visualize, like, what it was like to build something like that. Because some of these houses are, like, literally on the side of a mountain. So, and... Yeah. You know, it took like special operations to get all that stuff out there. Oh, yeah. And that's what I think about when I drive out there. And it's, it's amazing. Some, something to, to work for later in life. I, I want to have some type of living situation out in the
0: mountains. Yeah. Just a
1: place where I can go unplug and just meditate for hours on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've,
0: I've thought if, if I could, and this is where I'm like, okay, I need to work differently. Everything I, I have goal oriented. Now I'm like, I need to work differently. I just need to work differently for that
1: mm-hmm.
0: to have a spot out there that I own uh, that I can go whenever I want like you're saying like maybe I won't live there full time but I have a spot that I own that I can go whenever I want
1: mm-hmm.
0: just be like alright I'm, I'm going out west see you guys in a few days and that's it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah man that's, uh, that's cool glad, glad you had a good trip out there that's mm-hmm. wild definitely yeah I saw your pictures It looked it looked pretty awesome
1: Nice yeah. little getaway. Yeah. So every breakfast place I went to, I had to get the Denver omelet. You know? <laughs>
0: Just got to. Just tastes different out there. <laughs> you mean your your uh, your ketchup with a side of Denver omelet? Yeah, I used a lot of that. That's for sure. Hey, can you
1: bring me out an extra bottle, please? I think I think I might. So you one have
0: about. a full one already. Well, I don't know what the rest of the table is going to use, so I need another, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. How was your 4th of July? It was good. My parents finally found out about my tattoo. Oh, yeah. Officially, yeah. So they they saw it, told them about it. So when I got there, they were out on the lake and they were were coming in. So I had to help them tie up and plug stuff back in. And I wore like a larger shirt on purpose just to kind of cover up my arm some. And I'm like, because I'm not going to ruin this before I get to say something about it. And... So we're hooking up power again, and I'm like, all right, guys, I was grabbing my last things out of the truck. I go, okay, I'm just gonna get this out right now. And of course, they look up, you never know what's gonna come out of your kid's mouth. Like, I don't have kids, but like, it's like, hey, we're gonna get this out right now.
1: Especially when you it's, preface it with that. It's like, got their attention.
0: Fuck, what you gotta say? And I go, I got a tattoo. And I bet part of them had a relief of like, oh, okay, thank God.
1: Because um, it could have been a lot worse Could have been
0: a lot worse Could have a baby on the way or Right, something. right Yeah Well, hope they don't listen to this one I'll talk to them about that later <laughs> <laughs> But Cut uh, that part out Yeah, right, right My mom goes You got a tattoo? I was like, yep I was like, I'm really happy with it I love how it came out and She's like, is it big? I'm like, do you want to see it? And uh, she goes, well, yeah So I roll up my sleeve And they, you know, they're like So what is I was like, oh, it's, it's our slip in new Buffalo Like, you know, so that's where I'd Learned how to walk, crawling in the engine with my dad. My grandpa taught me how to drive cars on the expressway up there. Like, just a lot of good stuff. And uh, then my dad just kind of starts in on on stuff about tattoos he doesn't like in the sense of... He's like, well, you know, some, some of these people, they get like, up the neck. And, and I'm not dissing anyone with, with any sort of tattoos anywhere. But it's for the sake of the story. It's like, it, you know, it's not up your neck or anything. And my mom's like, you know what? You can cover it. You know, it's inside... Your arm, like upper arm, you said your scrubs cover most of it. You know, it's, you know, you're an adult. And then I'm like looking around, uh, like, is that it? Like, I'm an adult, that's it? Mm-hmm. Can can someone throw up or yeah. yell or, or some shit? Like, give yeah. me something here. Like, I, I was expecting so much worse. And later my mom was like, do you expect us to kind of like freak out? I was like,
1: yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, it's like, no, like, you know, you're your own man now. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. But you know, the, the rule was if my brother or I got tattoos or piercings, I didn't pay for school. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I held my end of the bargain. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't get mine until after I was out of school. I'm still paying for school and I'm 26 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, and, uh. So I kind of hinted, I was like, you know, I thought about maybe adding something else to it, spice it up a little bit. My mom was like, yeah, I think you got enough. And it's like, oh, sorry, my second appointment's already booked. Oh, no. Sorry. So they said, I'm an adult. I saw nothing but green lights. Mm-hmm. It's time to go, baby. And they'll,
1: they'll, they'll I mean, they're obviously going to accept it more and more as time goes on. Plus, your first tattoo, it checks all the boxes, like you said. Like, right. it's, it's got meaning behind it. Yeah. It's, it's tied to family. and I, It's I, not visible, like... It, it, it would be different if you got like some like serpent on your neck or something. That, right. They right. would be like, y- you, know, you, know, yeah. you
0: know, you know, like, yeah, if I got Slytherin and I went, no Hufflepuff. offense, people with serpents on their neck. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder.
0: <laughs> but uh, so then um, my, my grandma, my last grandma, had just gotten back from Ireland and she got my dad a bottle of, you know, from the guide herself said this is one of the smoothest whiskeys you'll ever taste. And so my dad pulls this whiskey out. And it's called Blackbush, true Irish whiskey. And he goes, kid, you, you got to try this. And so we had a couple, like, half glasses. This is, like, good stuff. And um, literally the best whiskey I've ever had in my life. Really? Hands down. Like, when I say there's zero bite, it's as smooth as water. But it, it tastes phenomenal. It's not too strong. It's not too weak. Like, it's, it's just that good, crisp, like, good-tasting whiskey that doesn't bite you and yeah, smoothest I've had. And so over that glass is when I'm like, all right now, since it's already laughable, I go, yeah, dad, you know, I'm like, sh- I was like, shame on you guys for being such good parents. Cause if you weren't hadn't given me such good memories, I'd have had nothing to tattoo on my body. Hey, there you go. Flatter yeah. than. So really this is your guys's fault. Yeah. So, but no, it all worked out. And then yeah, good weekend. Finally slept a little bit. Um, actually went on a run. Hadn't been on a run in a while. Found found some hidden trails behind some gates I shouldn't have been behind. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Whatever.
1: Working out. Uh, Yeah, beautiful you days. Run, you can run fast enough from any danger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beautiful days on the lake, just sitting and hanging. So. Yeah. Yeah, good. Much needed. Time with the fam. That was good. Good food, good drink. Saw some old friends of mine that I hadn't seen in a long time. So, uh, yeah, just much needed. Good. Much, much needed. Sounds like
1: it was much needed for both of us.
0: Heard that. Um, What you got going on in the world, Tim?
1: Yeah, so we got some interesting ones today. Uh, So the first one's about Amazon. So Amazon received some bad news last week about some liability claims. So as you know, like Amazon, there's a certain part of the products that are offered on their website that are their own, Mm -hmm. and there's a certain part of them that are third-party sellers. There's a whole market for it. In fact, Jeff Bezos himself said, the third-party products are killing our own products like performance-wise, which is good for them. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, if there's been some like liability issue with a product and the user or consumer is, decides to sue or take legal action, mm-hmm. it's always fallen back on the third-party seller.
0: Which makes sense.
1: Right. So a federal appeals court in Pennsylvania overturned a district court ruling saying that Amazon can no longer be held liable as a seller when you purchase third party items on its site. So pretty much what it's saying is now Amazon is considered the seller no matter Wait, what, say that again? The so at first the district court said that Amazon can't be liable as 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 a third as a seller yeah. when you purchase the thir- third party item on its site. Right. So if someone sues them they're they they can't be held yeah. liable. But they overturned that. So now it, so now Amazon can be because what, what happened is a woman bought a dog leash, and it broke, recoiled, snapped back and hit her in the face, and blinded her. What? And it, was, it wasn't it was Amazon's product. It was someone else's product. She took legal action.
0: So that's what kind of... So t- that's what started it. Did she, and I don't know if the, it said this in the article, did she take legal action against the third-party seller, or mm-hmm. did she go straight to Amazon? It and
1: didn't, then the third-party mm-hmm. seller...
0: Lawyered up and said, no, you actually need to sue Amazon. I don't have
1: the specific details on that, okay. but it was related It was related to that. So I'm okay. assuming
0: that's probably what happened. So I wonder, like, because I'm curious what the reasoning was by overturning that ruling. Because that ruling makes sense to me. Like, I am, like, you know, Amazon is, is a beast. You know mm-hmm. they're doing everything and every fine print they can to make sure that nothing comes back on them if it is not their product. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm very surprised that this is sticking.
1: Yeah, well, the reason why like Amazon isn't like liable in the first place is there's something called uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which protects Amazon, it protects Twitter, it protects Facebook from in- any claims or any like lawsuits stemming from people saying stuff on their platforms. But now that there's – it doesn't apply to products, like if you sell products on there. Uh, That's what's kind of –
0: So it's just referring to speech. Yeah. So that's what this was originally under before. Right. And then after this. Yeah. So I'm guessing – just shot in the dark. I bet this third party someone lawyered up. Probably got a really good lawyer Mm -hmm. that found this. I was like, no, no. We're good here. So. Man. I bet Amazon paid out mm-hmm. a good amount. Causing yeah. someone to go blind, bro. Yeah, man. Dog, also dog
1: leash. What
0: kind of dog leash are we making here? I know,
1: man. I gotta get more info on that specific like that whole legal process, but yeah, so in the and the basis of the ruling was Amazon's facilitating the transaction, whether it's their product or not.
0: Yeah. And, Sounds like a leash that like Q from Bond would make, you know? Like, some Mm -hmm. high-tech just... Oh, you can string someone up with it, too, Bond. Mm -hmm. Like, just whips back, coils you, and blinds you. What? Yeah. How how, how does that happen? I don't even know how how I begin to describe how that happens to me. How'd you go blind? (sighs) Here we go. Ridiculous. Here we go again. Wait, so you were walking your dog, and the leash snapped. Like, man, I just... I'd get so sick of telling that story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but whew. interesting though. That's a very interesting ruling and that's going to spice things up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Cause I think it's going to, for Amazon's perspective, it's going to create a lot of like extra burden on them. Cause they need to take a good hard look at
0: who's selling on their website. now. Well, they're probably going to change their uh, terms and conditions. Probably. You're probably going to see different agreements. Like you need to agree to our new terms, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it's probably all for liability.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then the third parties they're gonna have to tighten up their their customer service policies and make sure that they they protect themselves on their end too.
0: Yeah. So. But it's not like you can regulate their product. You can just re- regulate your own protection.
1: Yeah. Crazy man. Well, I, I guess, just thought this. I guess was they could
0: deny product selling to someone if they want. It's their website. Mm-hmm. But, whew, man.
1: Crazy. Leash. A dog leash. Yeah, dog leash. I thought it was i thought it was pretty uh, oh good grief pretty obscure but what do you got
0: so we've been on a streaming kick Mm -hmm. everyone is starting their streaming and so i was reading a a nice article that forbes had done about this and the headline caught me netflix's worst nightmare coming true all right let's see what this is about so it talked about disney plus uh is making a streaming service AT&T is going to have their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. NBC Universal is going to have their own streaming service. Everyone and their mother is learning how to stream shit. Yeah. The problem is Netflix is going to survive, but they're going to shrink. And their stock is going to go down. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe not right away, but in the next year or two, you're going to see quite the decline. Uh, because So Disney Plus, uh, it's going to pick up its own stuff. So... Anything that these people that are starting their own streaming, anything on any other platform, they're pulling. So anything that Disney owns, NBC owns, at and owns, that is currently on Netflix will be pulled. Damn. So likely most of it by 2020 from, from, from the signs. So let's go through. Disney Plus owns uh, Avengers Infinity War, Endgame, Captain Marvel, Aladdin, Black Panther, Incredibles 2, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Beauty and the Beast, and they're only going to be $6.99 a month.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's a lot of big hitters, and some of those were top movies this year and last year. AT&T. <clears throat> theirs is going to be a little more expensive, about $16, $17 a month. Ooh. But they also own HBO, mm-hmm. which is also the most successful premium t- TV network ever. Um, AT&T also owns Friends which is going to be removed from Netflix for good in 2020. Uh, I wonder how that'll work out because HBO has
1: its own streaming service.
0: And HBO is – like, they have awesome stuff. Yeah. Like, HBO is a killer.
1: They do. It's probably my second favorite one behind Netflix.
0: It's incredible. Like, Hulu is actually pretty good too. Yeah,
1: Hulu and HBO are like two,
0: three for me. I would agree, yeah. Talk close. Uh, So, NBC. Now, here's (laughs) the real kicker for Netflix – NBC owns The Office.
1: Oh, man.
0: So they are going to pull The Office. And uh, probably by the end of, end of next year, probably. Or this year, rather. And you know how many people love The Office? You know how many people are going to cancel Netflix just because they lose The Office? <laughs> yeah. But a lot. Like I said, Netflix, I think, will survive. But it's going to shrink. And and their their net worth will go down. So... um. Now Netflix has to rely solely on how good of content can they create. And one thing that this article is getting into is how much money they've spent, how much money that, just like TV networks, like if you just make TV shows, you're not worth hundreds of billions of dollars. And so Netflix's uh, debt over the last year has gone up 58% to $10.3 billion with a B and earned $1.2 billion in profits over the last year so that's a big gap and you know it's just you don't have the size to just do like TV series and, and your own Netflix originals and you, you just you won't be able to keep up mm-hmm. with what you were used to because everyone is, is pulling their stuff because they own it and they're making their own streaming service
1: and it costs them less to produce it too because it's their stuff exactly Netflix is gonna have to start from the bottom up. They just have, yeah, like you said.
0: So it's Netflix is going to have to rely on how good of content they can Mm -hmm. create. Yeah, but they're still gonna be limited because look, you you don't have HBO. You didn't create that. You don't have it. Mm -hmm. Someone else already has it. They have Game of Thrones. They have Entourage. They have all this stuff that you don't have any control of. Friends, you no longer have that. The Office. How iconic has The Office been for how long? That's gone. Avengers, like other Marvel movies, man, you're losing some big hitters. So what, what,
1: what did that agreement between Netflix and all these other companies look like before this? Did they, they obviously gave them a certain percentage of...
0: Didn't get into it, but my guess is that these other people probably agreed, hey, you can stream our stuff, we get royalties. Yeah, I'm assuming that's there, There's some type of, of royalty deal commission, uh, which is you know, the smartest play. You can make the most for doing the least amount with something like that. And uh but now, you know, if they probably did pretty well with those deals on these shows. Uh huh. And they're probably probably seeing, Okay, streaming's hot. We own what's really hot. Let's just invest a little extra coin mm-hmm. and have our own. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it'll cost them money to make the platform, but people like AT&T, NBC, they got cash. Mm-hmm. They're up and running in a year or so. Yeah. So it's, I just thought it was interesting, because I've, I've personally noticed that the options on Netflix are not as good as they used to be.
1: Right. I don't think this is good for the consumer at all, because and here's why. I think because you have, like, instead of all your stuff being in one place, and you only pay your fee for Netflix every month, now you're forced to make a decision. Like, right. should I pay more for this service over here? Should I pay for both these services? And pe- people, I, I feel like people aren't going to like that. But it also could be good because better ideas will will come up with on,
0: on Netflix. Right. So. And, and at the same time, so Hulu, with Hulu you can also get like live sports.
1: Hulu has live sports.
0: Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure that people might... Well here's what I would do. like you know if you have the just a few extra bucks, get one of these and Hulu if you need your sports. Hulu, one of these, you don't need cable really because you have all your shows you want. So it kind of replaces your cable bill. I like that. Uh, and, and maybe your cable might still have cost you a little bit more mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. So people will have to make a choice. And they're going to talk with their money. But yeah, the the playing field, Netflix is not going to be the only one at the top anymore. No. So it'll be interesting over the next year or so to see how all this plays out. If if anyone drops out to make a different type of deal, if anyone tries to join with someone, like, hey, what if we... Could you imagine? What if Hulu and HBO got together
1: Mm. and just said,
0: hey, let's make something orgasmic here? yeah let's really see that happening let's really give someone some some good bang for their buck um so that'd have to be like at&t and and hulu if they just combined but i don't know i think everyone's gonna try to see how much they can get out on their own first and then go from there yeah but interesting you're, you're right people are gonna have to make a choice yeah everybody got choices yeah I so. like.
1: I kind of like seeing this unfold, though. It's good to see the competition. Yeah, let's come let's up. spice it up a little bit. Yeah,
0: you know. I like it. So yeah, that was. Uh, I know we've been on kind of that streaming kick, and new stuff is coming out. So I saw we're that here, we're here like, for it all, baby. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Ooh, this will be mm-hmm. juicy." Yeah, so, yeah, it was good. What uh, what else you got?
1: Yeah, so I want to highlight a pretty cool company called Pavegen. Uh, so they are a company based out of the UK that designs what are called smart sidewalks which yeah which tracks footsteps through data and it turns it into power so it takes like the kinetic energy from people kinetic energy from people like walking on these pads that they create and it turns it into both like electricity power like using the data
0: not cool I have questions yeah so our city is going to have to, like, redo their entire, like, electrical grids. Like, if you need to integrate the sidewalk, you need power going underneath and somehow you have to, for lack of a better sense, I'm no electrician, plug that into everything else. Uh, not anytime soon. Because, like, how do you just, like, make a sidewalk and then you have power? Uh... Are you, like, getting some little thumb drive, like, all right, I got about six hours of juice. All right, I'll take this down to City Hall. And uh, let's plug her in. Yeah, I I don't know how the the specifics of
1: that's gonna work, but what I do know is it's very. Come on, Tim! It's very expensive right away. Like one, one square meter of this sidewalk is twenty five thousand dollars. Good grief! So it's not. I mean, it's not like it's gonna be like unveiled throughout cities throughout the United States. I think where it will start, or UK, I think where it will start is in manufacturing plants because they were talking Mm. about how. One single footstep can power a three-watt LED light bulb. One single footstep. Hmm. One single footstep can power an iPhone for six seconds. One footstep. So that's kind of how, like, just in in human, people can't really understand three-watt light bulb. They can understand iPhone. So <laughs> that's why I said of that. Um, and they say that this could be like in the long run, this could be like a cost reducer for like manufacturing plants. Like, they'll have people, like, walking on it, and it'll be, like, powering their facility. And they think that eventually it'll be more cost-efficient than
0: paying, like, an electric bill. That I could believe. Because I've it? worked in manufacturing plants before. Mm-hmm. And, and you're in them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So. I just
1: found this super interesting. Because I yeah. knew they had this technology out there, but just, like, putting it into, like, a, like, implementation, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, well I think about how much I walked when I was in a plant. Mm-hmm. Like, Ninety percent of my day, I was I was walking around, and uh, like it's if you really did have that type of integration to where it could power everything in the building from lights to the actual machinery. Yeah, I think you know it'll take you a while, but like you said, Mm -hmm. I think long term, I'd have to agree with you where it would save them money. Mm -hmm. Because then you're. You're not relying on anyone else, right? Self-sustaining. Like, yeah, you exactly. You create your own like power grid, pretty much within your your company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, so. if you, if as Beef would say, "Smoke them if you got them." Smoke them if you got them. quarter yeah. quarter of the show. Right. So, uh, interesting. I mean, yeah. yeah, not surprising. It's super expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. They. They got three point three million dollars in crowdfunding. That was kind of, that was the basis of the article, and I, what they said is if it would go to a city first, it would be like somewhere in like China, Asia, like some, somewhere in that area. But obviously, like I said, it's expensive at first. But mm-hmm. I think over the long run, they'll find they'll either find ways to minimize the cost of it. But yeah, we'll see. I thought it was in Pavgen
0: is the name Pavgen E. G. E. N. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not heard about anything like that. Yeah, keep an eye on that company. You based out of the UK, so that was interesting. The, th- the things that we're creating, mm-hmm. and the things that we don't know about that are created. Yeah, that's that's what I always think about. Like, okay, how much are people still not telling us? Right. That we have. Right. Yes, sick bastards. Um, <clears throat> right on, and. Uh, you did touch on your RLE, earlier, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Earlier. So my RLE with the Colorado, just with yeah. pl- plugging out. So what do you have for your R?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a short one. It's very sweet and to the point. But when I was having breakfast with my parents the other morning on Sunday before I was leaving, so I got up, met them for breakfast, and I was gonna jet. Just I wanted to beat some traffic, best I could. Uh, get home early, go to church, all that, and you know we were eating my dad was like you know it's it's nice for us to know referring to like him and mama like it's like it's nice for us to know you're you're going home and you have work in the morning and you're not miserable about what you're gonna go do in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah, I would have loved to have had a day of, of rest after a vacation, you know, sleep a little bit, but it's not that I was going to my job miserable miserable there we go before 8 a.m. Uh, cause I hate what I do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it was a long day. Like I'm back to back all day with patients. It's a long day, but like the fulfillment and, and enjoyment I get out of that, uh, and, and how much I see others get out of pain because of, of what I do. Uh, and to like, I tell people, my goal is I want to give you your life back. That, that's what I'm here to do. I heal people so they can get their lives back. Yeah. And, uh, So it was just it was it was cool that my parents felt good, knowing that I really like and am really good at what I do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just just kind of going back to we we've talked about it how. You know you, you might have to do something short term, but if you understand that mentally, like mentally, this is not for me long term. I know this is not my path. I'm not going to be stuck here 40 years and then retire. I'm not here to just work and die. To where it's like, okay, I need to get into this space. This is what I really love. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm good at. This is, you know, this is me by DNA. Then, you know, work work towards that. Don't settle for less than that. You can make money doing anything you want. Might as well make it doing something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, it's all easier said than done. But, look, we've been in spots where it's like, man, this sucks. And, like. I've played the victim card before to where it's like, oh man, woe is me. But then it's like, no, like you're here because you made all your own decisions. And it's like, all right, now it's time to transition out. So just making sure that, like, don't get wrapped up in, yeah, security is nice and the safety nets are nice. But if it's not what you're loving, like, you're going to resent everything and everyone else at some point mm-hmm. because of it. <clears throat> so it, it was just cool. To, like, you know, my parents are happy that. I'm happy, as as good parents do. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those little little moments where I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I, I love what I do. I'm blessed to do what I do.
1: Mm-hmm. I bet it feels good to to get that affirmation too
0: from yeah. your dad. Yeah, like, and, and and they knew it before it too. Like they knew this is my space. Like mm-hmm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, that's nothing too crazy. No, no that's s- good. That's a no good sad RLs too. Yeah, finally,
1: <laughs> jeez, man. <laughs> That's your current events. Your current events. Your current oh, yeah. Event, my current
0: events can get dark. Current events were upbeat today. Current events get dark.
1: <laughs> your current events were juicy today. Ooh,
0: juicy. <laughs> get juices inside. Um, <clears throat> what you got for some book talk? Hit, hit me with it.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to – I had – so the one I want to talk about was an article I read uh, in Harvard Business Review magazine. And it was an interview with the CEO of Ford Motor Company, Jim Hackett. Okay. And pretty cool business lesson that I took from this that I think I could apply pretty well in my job. So he says that there are three things that make up like a product or service. It's the cost of it. It's how quickly you can get it to the customer. And it's the quality. So cost, speed, quality and he says out of those three things like what what the customer wants is they want the lowest cost they want the best deal price they want the product to get as fast to them as possible and they want the quality of the actual product to be good right and he says like in business he's learned you can really only have two out of those three things which made perfect sense and he said from like his perspective of his company his goal is to spread those three out as much as possible instead of trying to focus on two of them. So try to even those out as much as possible. And and that's what contributes to what a successful company could be like. Mm. And I like, I apply this to my job because like another thing that I read in book talk as well, and you incorporated was know your enemies like better than you know yourself. And I think from like a sales standpoint, You should be able to harness that concept that he talked about when comparing yourself to your competitors. Like for example, like when I'm quoting like an, a prospective account that I'm going after, I know that my competitor is going to slash their prices Mm -hmm. to to match mine. So I asked the customer, I was like, what are you actually getting for what you're paying currently? I go deeper. Like they're, they're cutting their costs, but like, how how quality how good is their product how good is their uniforms how quickly do they get the
0: I'm glad you're team? going here
1: yeah because people like are all about when people are all about cost and all about saving money I asked them I was like is the thing you're paying for doing what it's supposed to do so what why should price be the only thing that matters to you shouldn't how quickly they get your uniforms to you how quickly they get repaired just to you and how how right. good the uniforms are shouldn't that matter too yeah Cause like most of the time, if I get it, if someone's happy with their current provider, whatever. But like most of
0: the time, one of those three things is usually lacking. Mm-hmm. So you really have to dial in on that. And and I'm glad you went like price and quali- quality because when you said usually you can only get two of those three. Mm-hmm. And like great quality stuff is going to cost you more. That's where I was thinking, okay, you can get really good quality. Mm-hmm. You can probably get it delivered really fast. But your cost is going to be a little higher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where I think, you know, if if you have those other two things really nailed down, then you can get away with a higher cost as a seller. Mm-hmm. And as a consumer, you would settle for paying a little more to make sure you get really good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Think about like... Uh, Like Bluetooth headphones, whether they're for working or just listening to music or in the gym. You know, you you want stuff in the gym that is not going to get ruined from a lot of sweat. uh, That's not going to fall out of your ear. It's going to feel secure. It's not in your way. And it's good quality. It drowns out other sound. All that costs more money, though. And you might get it delivered, get your Amazon Prime going on. Two day free shipping.
1: Woo! Oh yeah,
0: but you might pay thirty five dollars more than the number two or three thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that he's trying to spread them out as much as possible.
1: Because I th- I think what he's what he's trying to get at is like if you have a product that is high quality gets to you fast, how can I make how can I make it cheaper for the customer without sacrificing those two things? Which is the toughest that's thing? Really, that, that's that's hard what he's, to do. I think that's what he's talking about. Because
0: like. someone like you in uniform rental, like, if if you want a cheaper uniform, and I, I don't know, this is where I'm going to play ignorance. I don't know your industry like you do, but if you want a cheaper, quote unquote, cheaper uniform or more cost effective, we'll use that because your your stuff's not cheap. You're just trying to be cost effective. Uh, then you need probably probably a lower grade material. Mm-hmm. I would think yeah or or lower grade stitching or or patchwork or whatever it may be something Mm -hmm. is going to take some type of hit yeah i'd imagine right so i'm curious to see how he's going to try to keep them all even Mm -hmm. and still have the number one rated product or service right
1: and then your marketing comes into play like how well do you communicate your value and your speed to your customers like yeah just so many working parts but i thought that that statement was so interesting because if your
0: competitors like as wild men's competitors if they're able to undercut you and just cut their prices by a third just like it's nobody's business that tells me like if you can do that maybe your quality is not as good and you had a higher margin so you were able to show me that you could cut Mm -hmm. that or if you do have good, or if you slash your prices,
1: and you do have good quality and good speed, then I already know that you're gonna raise your prices like crazy over the next three years,
0: right. subtly and slowly. Because right. that's the other thing I tell my customers: like, what else is in the contract that I don't know about, where you're gonna nickel and dime me for yeah. this and that, where it makes up for this cut? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because oh, like, if you slash like. There's still a company trying to make money and make profit and report to stockholders because most of our competitors are publicly traded. Right. So I try to explain that as much as possible. But yeah, just I thought that was a cool thing. I, I read that read that this weekend and
0: no, I like that spoke to me because so. yeah, those are, I mean, yeah, those are the biggest hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't have all of them at 100%. Right. a hundred percent. Right. It's bold endeavor he's going on. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hope he figures it out. Yeah. Um, so I I was gonna go back to uh, some notes from "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff," and this is one we we've touched on before, whether it be via RLEs or um, other readings, what have you. And it was "Breathe before you speak," and I read this, and I was like, whew, The amount of situations I wish I had this skill in. Uh, <laughs> You know, this is one of those where like, you know, in the a year ago, in the past year, I'm like, man, if I had this here or here or here, just so many different places, so many things would, I would have made different decisions. But it, it was talking about how when you're speaking with someone and you can tell they're not really interested in what you're saying, where they're not listening 100%, that they're listening to respond, they're listening... To wait for their turn to talk. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to someone and they go, "Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I know, I know, yeah, yep, oh yeah, yep, sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah," but um, you know that stinks. But anyways, anyway, I, uh, anyways. Uh, so the other the other night when you know I was I was dealing with this and and it's like whoa whoa whoa, like this is give and take here, man. Like you just glazed right over everything. Yeah, come on now, like you didn't listen to respond and and so i'm taking this a few different different angles it's that style forces people to criticize or overreact or you know think things that aren't even true or misinterpret the communication and it's like if you just listen to someone like don't interrupt we've talked about not interrupting don't try to finish their thought let them think it out like if you are ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure, you know exactly where they're trying to go. Let them struggle. If they give you like a oh help me, what am I thinking? Of? Come on, like and you know like oh is it this? Like okay, but let them finish the thought. Let them mm. struggle through it, so they know that you're there, letting them process and letting them think out loud. And and then you're understanding what they're trying to get across to you. Then you know exactly how and what to respond with. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, you know, like in Hitch, listen and respond, listen and respond. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, God, I love that movie.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: But, uh, I think about this in terms of, of any heated situation or argument, whether it's with, you know, a friend, a roommate, a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, you know, spouse, husband, wife, whatever, to where, you know, it it takes a lot of sucking up. Uh, and, and by what I mean by that is. Where you have to suck it up and just be like, all right, I can light this person up real quick right now. And it would make me feel really good. And this is where I put in parentheses for about 12 more seconds. And then you're like, oh man, I feel like a dick. Because it's just, anyone can annihilate anyone, right? Anyone can, can keep throwing salt and, and keep just hammering and hammering and hammering. That's easy to do. That's the easy route. You know, that's what the devil wants you to do. Mm-hmm. It's time to outwit the devil. Yeah. Uh, like, just breathe. And, you know, with a lot of things, you just take those six, seven deep diaphragmatic breaths. You calm the nervous system back down. Then you will make a much more sound uh, and educated, response and decision. Mm-hmm. And one that will serve you as just you, the person or people you are with. It will serve you all better in the long run yeah because let's go back to something else we've talked about what is the end goal is the goal of your conversation to end up hating the person that you're disagreeing with if it is have at it have at it if you're like man I've just I've had it with this person I'm gonna hate him forever because of this and I I just don't even care do it but if it's like all right like this is this is my lady or you know this is my guy like this is my homie like what is the end goal you don't you don't want that break to happen. So you need to take that breath. Be that person as hard as it's gonna be, because it is gonna be really hard. Really, really hard. And you know, using that breath of just, okay, I'm hearing what they're saying. What is the truth behind it? What what is their intent? What are they really bothered about? Let me make sure I'm clear and breathe and just process a little bit. Take a few seconds to process. And and if you if they see you process. Odds are high that they're going to recognize, like, well, they haven't said anything yet. Uh, they're, they're really thinking about this. Even if they're like, hello, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm understanding. I'm making sure mm-hmm. that I, I get everything that you're throwing at me here. And, and you got to keep it cool. You can't start lighting it up. Uh, and it gives them, like, if you pause, it may
1: give them an opportunity to keep on talking about what they're talking about. And it prevents the likelihood of you cutting them off, too, by doing that. Exactly. And it's amazing how much more you'll, you'll win with people when you give them more airspace. You, yeah. That, that breathing, it's not only for you, but it's also for them if they have something else to set.
0: And, and so. when they're done, when you actually start, it will probably be a much calmer environment. Mm-hmm. Even if they started out the gate real hot, and you're like, well, that's not fair. They started it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, you know... They started, I end it. Yeah, let's use that here too. Mm-hmm. They started hot. How about you cool it off? Yeah. Be that person because they will recognize, be like, they might even say, hey, like, you know, I came out a little strong. They might even backtrack a little bit, but hey, you know, I, you know this wasn't right of me to, or however, either way, it's going to be a better diffused situation with a lot better decision making and a lot better long term outcome. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's, it's very hard to do. Guilty as charged, someone who struggles with this still. Uh, but you know, something I've worked at and I've gotten better at it, but it's, you know, it's, it's a struggle, man. But Mm -hmm. that's one where I'm like, man, that's just so it's, it's huge. It's huge in how crucial that can be in communication and any type of argument or just everyday conversation and just helps with clarity and understanding and just calmness. Mm -hmm. So Man, I love that book. Yeah. That's such a good book. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. But uh yeah, that's that's what I got uh to nerd out on the end for book talk. Good. You uh you got anything else you want to run through, man? Uh no, I think I think I've covered everything I want to. Good deal. Hey, uh everyone, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Appreciate your time, your ear. Uh, if you like the show, you're getting some good value out of it, head over to iTunes. Uh, Tim said it takes 30 seconds to go do this. Search Off The Dome Radio. You'll find us. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you're enjoying. Uh, if you have any recommendations, whether it's a uh, subject or people we should reach out to and have on the show, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. We, you know, we, we don't take that light. Um, and If you do so, DM us on Instagram. Let us know your Apple ID name and that you left a review. Give us a good mailing address and we will send you a free laptop sticker um, and we'll get those right out to you. Until next time.